This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio and on Tuesdays. We call it Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha as we bring, we drive deep into conversations relating to marriage and relationships and how they impact our workplace. And today, Martha and I get transparent, talking about reading our Bibles and doing devotions. Welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks for tuning in today. We just want to hit a topic today, Martha, that the people, uh, we are amazed, constantly amazed at how, how many Christ followers are struggling in this area. Yeah, we are. And, you know, I kind of equate it you're going to laugh probably to exercising because people, <laughs> She's see, right. I knew you were going to laugh because so many of us know that we should do it, but we don't, we know it's good for us, but we don't. So we know we shouldn't drink Mountain Dew, but we do. Well, that has nothing to do with exercise, but, <clears throat> no, but it's whatever right. relates to you. Oh. So, but my point is, is that, you know, it's one thing to say you should, or to feel guilty. We're not talking about all that today. No, We just want to expose people to the realities that reading the word getting into scripture is life-changing and it's a great thing to do well a lot of people are asking these questions you know most of us don't like to read now i love to read but i it's rare to run into somebody else that loves to read and we certainly don't like to read things that we have to read if you've got to do it and we really don't like to read things that are difficult to understand so then why do we have to read the bible that's a question people are asking why is it important after all to understand what's in the bible i mean isn't it just another book i mean can't we learn what we need to learn from church do we really need to read the bible and and why is it that i as when i meet a christ follower that's struggling with their faith Here's, here's just something we've seen all the time. When I consistently, Martha, when we meet people, Christ followers, who are struggling with faith, we almost find out categorically that they're not reading their Bible. Is there a connection? Is there a tie between faith, Scripture, prayer, and living a life in obedience to Christ? And as a Christ follower, here's a question. Do I have to read the Bible, or should I be reading the Bible? I mean, <clears throat> because that's really... That's just really the bottom line. But I think we know the answers to all those questions, but we want to help our listeners to work through that. And as part of today's show, first of all, just just a clarification. Martha and I are remote location today, testing out some brand new equipment that people donated to iWork for him, gave to iWork for him, so that Martha and I could do some traveling and go out and, and speak at some conferences, speak at some marriage retreats. And so if you've got a conference you'd love iWork for him to speak at, if you've got a marriage retreat you'd like Martha and I to speak at, we are available because now we are mobile. Well, let me clarify that. Okay. So Martha's clarifying. We're mobile in the sense that we can go do those things and still do the radio still show. Still do live, live radio, which is what we love to do. On the air every day. Yeah. That's right. what this is allowing us to do. We so we're need, testing it. Yeah, today. we just need plug-in internet. And so we're remote today from the beach. It's beautiful today. <laughs> cloudy and about 90,000% humidity. But we're not on the beach because if we were, you'd be hearing this. Yeah, that would be kind of annoying. That'd be very distracting. It would be because it's really windy out here today. It is. Okay, so let's talk. Let's go back to. Uh, let's just do this. Why? I'll answer this question second, but ladies first. Why did you start reading your Bible, and when? When did you start reading your well, Bible, you know, and it's, why? It's funny. I was thinking about that. Bibles are a very um, 
They're very symbolic when you have been, if, when you've grown up in the church. Has anybody got an idea that Martha's like skirting around the answer to this question? No, I was. Oh my goodness, I'm setting it up. Isn't oh, okay. that what this is all about? Is like <clears throat> sure, not just answer the question. So, I remember <laughs> in our church as a little kid when you went to believe. I believe it was first grade. You got a new Bible. So I still is that have the, one with the white cover? the white covered Bible. It was so very special. So I know that at that point I started quote unquote reading the Bible. I had my own Bible and I knew that it was precious, but I didn't as a first grader sit down every day and read my you Bible. You couldn't. It was what version what version was it? You know, I have to go look. I I should have pulled it out before um we went on the air, but I I would guess that it's probably, it might be New King James. I mean, we are talking old, honey. It's yeah, they not. didn't have the New King James 45 years ago. I, I have to look. Okay. So, so why? Well, anyway, so. Why? Because so you couldn't understand King James Version correct. when you were six years but old. But I also had a little Hebrew Bible, and I couldn't understand that one for sure. But I liked it because you started on the right and went to the left. So I thought that was really cool. It is cool. And I still have that one, too. You do? I've never seen that one. It's. We've been married almost 31 years. I've never seen a Hebrew Bible. It's about an inch and a half tall. And what would you do with a Hebrew Bible? You turn it from right to left. (laughs) I just think it's really cool. It has a wooden cover. So anyway, to answer your question, when did I really start reading my Bible? Hey, you all heard that the same time I heard that for the very (laughs) first time in our marriage. Oh, see, you learn something new every day. I shouldn't be learning new things about my wife in front of a live audience. (laughs) Well, that's a horrible thing to learn that your wife has another Bible you didn't know about. Okay. Hebrew. She's secretly been learning Hebrew without me. To segue into the answer. To segue. My my church also did Bible instruction class where we went to every Saturday for a whole school year. How old were you? Seventh grade. Okay. You were a All right. And that was New American Standard Bible. And I did read my Bible a lot then because I was also doing Bible quizzing. So I was memorizing and studying. And so there was a purpose that wasn't, you know, just personal, but it was personal because I learned in that whole process. Well, and how about you, Jim? <coughs> well, I started reading my Bible when I was 13. I know I memorized some Bible verses because I have them memorizing King James in my head. Uh, as a kid, my mom and dad, made, well, my mom for sure, made me go to vacation Bible school. And you always right. had to memorize a Bible verse. Right. To get you, a prize, right? So you already get a prize or Kool-Aid or donuts. Probably donuts. If that's, <laughs> or cookies. <clears throat> donuts or cookies because that would definitely motivate me. Yes. Uh, but I didn't really start reading my Bible till you and I got back from that conference where we both committed our lives to full-time Christian ministry mm-hmm. in July of 1979. Mm-hmm. I, and we didn't know each other then, just to, just so you guys know, that's part of our story is that we both committed ourselves to full-time Christian ministry the same day, the same night, the same time, the same place, San Diego State University Stadium, football stadium, but we didn't meet each other for three years after mm-hmm. that. And we didn't know that part about our story until many years after that. But But you digress. It's, it's part of the story. It's part of Together on Tuesday with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. That's part of the deal. People <laughs> want to know. People just, they want to know. So we got, uh, when I got home from that, I told my parents, listen, I I really became a Christ follower. I am Mm -hmm. Jesus. I'm all in for Jesus. And I started reading the Bible. And of course it started in Genesis. And I had a living Bible at that point in time. The Uh, green cover. The green cover one. Wow. Yes. The green, they had green cover ones in Illinois too. Well, yeah, that was the only way the living Bible came back then. It was a green cover. See, I was into retail before I even knew I was into okay, retail. Okay, so this is my story now. So <laughs> I started reading the Bible, the living Bible, and I, and I read all the way through. But, of course, even in the living Bible version, 
some parts of the Old Testament were pretty rough. But mm-hmm. I just started reading through. I read three. I figured it out. I counted how many chapters there were. I figured out that if I read three chapters a day, I could get through the whole Bible in a year. And so I just started reading. And, you know, the first time through, it was pretty much just to say I got to the other end. But I got through it. But as I started reading and I started getting a bigger picture of what it was all about, and that's really why we're talking about this today. Because we believe, just in case, before we get to the the first break, the answer to the questions, do I have to read the Bible or should I be reading the Bible? The answer is, if you want to have a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ, you should be reading the Bible. It will transform your life. And it's... And it's not so much reading that, that you got to read it through in one year to say, well, I do it. Or I've got a friend of mine that used to read it four times a year. It's because inside is locked the words of life and truly understanding God. And that's really for me. You know, and, and Martha and I are going to do some giveaways today. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we'll, we're going to give away some devotional pieces today. Uh, we've got four different ones we're going to give away. Uh, but if you call in today and you don't have a great study Bible, I think we have one study Bible from MTL Magazine that we could give away today. Mm-hmm. Call in, and when you talk to Michael, uh, you could tell him, listen, I could also really use a good study Bible. Because what a study, <clears throat> what really started to transform my Bible reading was when in 1991, I went and bought my Life Application Study Bible, which I have right here today, which looks extraordinarily wiped out now after all these years. But I went and bought it with a kid that I was mentoring. And we went to the local bookstore and... Um, then I started, I'd read the notes, I'd read the Bible scriptures, and then I'd read the stuff below. And it really, mm-hmm. it really just started changing. But when you, when was the first time you read through the, the whole Bible from cover to cover? I don't know that I have a date on that. See, with Martha, dates aren't as important. And as I wasn't a, a competitor like quite like you. You, well, you were doing Bible quizzing in yeah, high school. Yeah, but we focused on a book. So like the book of Acts, we studied for a whole year. So you know the book of Acts really well. Um, I did. But again, when you memorize things for a purpose, you don't always let them penetrate your heart. Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we tackle, typically tackle, the marriage. <laughs> it's a tea day. It's a typically, typically tackling, tackling. On, tack, on together on Tuesdays. <laughs> We're ta- Oh, no, you messed me up. Sorry. Okay, we typically <laughs> tackle marriage and relationship issues, but here's what, here's what here's the bottom line. Let's just for those of you just tuning in right now, we're talking about reading your Bible and doing devotions. Here's the deal. If you want your marriage to be strong, read your Bible. If you want your marriage to be strong, spend some time praying every day. If you want your marriage to really be strong, spend some time reading your Bible, doing devotions and praying with your spouse. And if you really want your marriage to be unbelievably awesome, start it now. Hmm. There you go. The show's over for the day. <laughs> well, and, and <clears throat> you're relating that to marriage because it is together on Tuesday. But the fact of the matter is, is that all of us in our lives, whether we're married or single, whether married or single, whether we are in relationships, whether we're working with people, whether we are breathing, as long as we're breathing. I think that... Um, I think the worship will be a lot easier once we're done breathing. The what will be? The worship will. Oh, sure. But while we're breathing here on earth, the best thing that we can do is to invest in that relationship with our Heavenly Father. And, and just as, for those of you that are listening here in Tampa Bay, uh, and you heard the commercial uh, from Rick Box from the Integrity Resource Center, in case you are listening to the podcast, you don't get to hear that stuff, but the Integrity Resource Center, find them online at integrityresource.org. Every day they, they give out a one-minute integrity moment. Mm-hmm. And today I talked about how this guy said, the closer I get to Jesus, the more creative 
thoughts that I get. Then he's used those thoughts to create business and impact ministry. And that's that, that's that quiet time. That guy's having incredible quiet time. Yeah, but, um, and I think when you even just say like the words incredible quiet time, that can scare a lot of people because they're like, oh, but I don't know how to do that. And I don't have, most the, people don't. I don't have the time. Okay, so we're going to just kind of step back and say, Stepping so what, what can that look like? And but there's and, a Johnny Cash song like that. Maybe. Stepping on back. Back, I back. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't either. But, but if there was, that's what it would be. You'd be wearing like. black. <laughs> okay, so when you read through it the first time, what did you learn? Do you remember? Let's just let's just go back five or six years. You and I started reading the one year Bible together. Mm-hmm. We started reading it side by side together. We couldn't share. Well, actually, we started reading it to each other, and then that got frustrating because we're talking out loud all the time. And yeah, we had never read out loud to <clears> each other, and you didn't really like that. Well, I don't mind you reading out loud. I love your voice. Now you don't. But at the beginning, it, that what wasn't was the way we started. No. But I got to tell you, when, the first time I read through my Bible, I, 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 I got a little bit of a picture. Right. It was probably the 10th time I read through my Bible, I started to realize. Because I grew up thinking, well, golly, jeepers, the God, the God in the Old Testament, he just seems angry. Like he needs counseling. <laughs> but the God in the New Testament, Jesus seems so loving and so kind and so forgiving. What's the disconnect here? It seems like we got two different gods we're dealing with. I mean, that's the way I grew up thinking. Because every time I read something in the Old Testament and then I heard something in the New Testament, they just seemed drastically different. And when I read through the whole Bible, I started to understand, oh, they're not really very different. No, oh, they're not different at all. <clears throat> when, you re- when you read the Old Testament, the story of God's relationship with the Israelites you realize how loving and forgiving and patient and kind and gentle he was with the Israelites. Because if I had somebody that was my, that I had created, that was my chosen people and they treated me like that, I probably would just go, you're gone. You wouldn't have had quite as much patience, maybe? Nope. Pretty, <laughs> that's, pretty much That's not. why it was godly patience. So That's right. And godly was. discipline and godly anger. So all right, you, you wanted me to fo- you want to read, read the well, Bible. I, I, I wanted the Bible verse. The Bible we verse. Out we're going to read the whole Bible today while we're on the air here. <laughs> In one hour. No, we're not. Okay. Uh, I'm not quite sure that's even possible to do it, no. even at the speed that I read. All right. Psalm 42.2. David wrote many of the Psalms. He didn't write them all, but he... You know, he he was an, he loved the Lord. He was known as a, as a, a man after God's heart. Psalm 42, 2, David says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You know, David spent a lot of quiet time. He did. And so, and one of the things that he does is he puts what we're feeling into words. He, he was very much a wordsmith and very much good at being transparent with the Lord. He was a songwriter. So the reason I picked this That was actually a rap verse, song 3,500 years okay. ago. So the reason I picked this verse is that I really felt like it was relevant to something that we have recently experienced. We s- recently started a new small group. We met with everybody. <clears throat> we talked about why do people want to get together and study the Bible. And consistently, over and over and over again, ever, almost every person in that room said... I want to dig deeper. I want to be thirsty for the word, but I just am not doing it. And so it really came down to accountability. But the word thirsty kept coming up in the sense that when you're thirsty, you just want more. You want more water. You want to quench that thirst. But 
um, that just is such a good picture for people to understand because I truly find that it is true that once you start to read the Bible, you want to read more of it and learn more and absorb more. It's not like it has to be a history lesson for everybody because that can be very overwhelming if you think, "I, I have to understand all of this. But no, God can use it to quench the thirst and to give us just what we need for that day. Well, that's really what Jesus was ta- talking to the lady at the well, this the Samaritan woman at the well. Mm-hmm. He was talking to her about regular water or living water. Mm-hmm. And really reading the Bible, it's living water. It, what's amazing, you could, if you sincerely are pursuing God and you sincerely want to know, hey, is God real or not? You start talking to people who have become Christ followers. They will tell you there was a time in their life where they flipped open the Bible just randomly. Mm -hmm. And they said, I just need to hear from God. And they flipped open and exactly what they needed to hear was exactly on the page where they were, where they, where they turned. And I've heard that story a hundred times, if not a thousand times. Yep. And so it's, it's important that we just, here's the key to, to really getting to know God. We get a 1,500-page approximately, depending on what version you read and whether there's notes at the bottom, 1,500-page book that is a book of life. It's the book about life. And if you really want to know, is God real or not, all I do is tell people, people ask me, Jim, you're nuts, so stinko. You know, just Jesus, no way. You know, I'm, I'm good with God, but I really don't know about this Jesus person because he was kind of narrow-minded. In fact, he was. He said, hey. Narrow is the path to following me. Wide is the path that leads to destruction. But I always just get people to read the book of John. And you can read the book of John and walk away going, huh, that Jesus I never heard about. Uh, That's not the Jesus they hear about on the street. Well, because remember, again, if you're not reading it for yourself, it's kind of like Facebook news. How do you know what's real? Fake news! Fake news! Yeah, how do you know what's real and how do you know what's not if you're not getting it for yourself from the source. And so that's really what this this is. It's getting it from the source yourself and trying to understand it. That's a way to jump on this whole fake news thing. Because most of what people hear in the world today, most of the Jesus that they're rejecting Mm -hmm. is fake news. It's fake news. They don't really know him. Jesus didn't come to give a whole bunch of rules and regulations. Jesus came to bring life and give people freedom. Not to put out a whole bunch of rules and regulations. What's And it's amazing. He, he came to free us from the sin and the bondage of sin. All right. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Well, going back to your original question, I would love to just pose what it again. Because you said, should we, do we have to read the Bible or should we want to read the Bible? And um, you can receive the gift of salvation in a moment and and it be the end of your life and you would be in heaven. What the Bible does that we want to read and, and, and soak it into our lives is to learn the rest of the story and to learn this, what God has written in, this, in the word for us. So as much as you, you know, you should, it's not about should, it's about it, it is a gift that we have the opportunity to read it and to be able to invest it into our marriages and into our lives and into our relationships and into our walk and all of those things. So that's that was just going back to that question. Well, and I think it, it's 
we 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 tend to make it more complicated. Yep. Yeah. Let's just give away some devotional stuff. We got a few minutes left in this in this <laughs> segment. Well, what? I, I want to okay. get people calling in. You know, right before we go on the air here in Tampa Bay, Johnny Erickson Tata is on, mm-hmm. and she's got a devotional uh, that uh, here. Why don't you tell people about it? Is this hers? Oh, very cool. It's called A Spectacle of Glory. God's light shining through me every day. And if you've ever heard Johnny Erickson Tata, God's light does shine through her every single day. She's amazing. So this is a daily one page, has some scripture and a verse at the end that um, Johnny has scripted. And you can tell because they all start like Lord Jesus. She's just very beautiful in her wording. So if you want a copy of this devotional that could get you started on um, a daily path of getting into the scripture, a spectacle of glory, God's light shining through me every day. 877-943-9673 is the phone number. So give a call in and just tell them you'd like a copy of this devotional. Spectacle of Glory, 877-943-9673. Okay, so what happens when you read the Bible? I guess I want to give my own you know, testimony. Okay, so when I read, like I said, the first few times, several times, first many times I read through the Bible, it was my goal just to get through it all in a year. Wait, is that the only <clears> way you've <throat> ever read the Bible is front of or beginning to end oh crickets no okay two years ago we got the chronological bible and we read it in chronological order i'm an order guy i know you are no but it's not like last year all i did was read the new testament Mm -hmm. i focused on the letters of paul the stuff after um acts because it's, I'm a story guy. I love the stories, and I memorize the stories. I'm not a great scripture memorizer, although I know a lot of scripture. I don't, I don't know chapter and verse as well. I know about where it is, but I'm a story guy, so it's really easy for me to read. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. I love reading that. I, mean, I could read that every day. I love that. Just love the stories. But I read the stuff. It's hard. Romans for me. Romans ranks right up next to Leviticus in hard chap, <laughs> hard books to read. But Romans is way more like in your face because. Paul struggled with things like I struggle with. So I focused last year on Romans through Revelation and, and read it four times through those those books because mm-hmm. I just really needed to focus on those and gain a love for the letters of Paul and to gain a better understanding. But every time I read through the Bible, every day I see something new. Right. I mean, every day I see something new, uh, which I think is amazing. In fact, when I was reading today, I was reading John chapter three, and there was something new in there today that I'd never read before. When I come back, I'll, I'll share what that was because I don't have enough time to, to jump on it before him. I, I shared, I said that I would share what I was reading in my book, uh, Devotions this morning. I'm, I'm in John uh, chapter three today, which is, and again, I'm, I've got the Life Application Bible, which I love the Life Application Study Bible. It's the NIV version. And I'm taking it really slow this year because I really want to dig deep. I'm looking for new stuff that I've missed before. And, and this, in John chapter 3 at the beginning, it's what leads up to John 3.16, the interaction between Nicodemus and Jesus. Nicodemus is a Pharisee, and he's coming up to have a midnight session with Jesus because he doesn't want to be seen by his buddies, <clears throat> actually giving Jesus any credence. And, and he says, he, he pumps Jesus up. He goes, Hey, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. That's what he says. And then Jesus replies, he, he totally ignores what he just said. No, no jumping up. Well, thank you, Nicodemus, for making me feel so good. He goes, hey, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. He just jumps right into the conversation. He knew, he knew that Nicodemus came to see truth, 
And he didn't waste time with, hey, well, hey, you know what? The weather was really good. Did you see that NASCAR race on Sunday? Wow, did you? I mean, no. He jumped right into the conversation, and I loved it. So there gives more credence to what I do. I don't mamby-pamby have weird conversations with people about nothing. He, he, Jesus avoided talking about and saying thank you and, and letting Nicodemus pump him up. He jumped right into the root of the matter. Nicodemus mm-hmm. came to find out, how can I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father? That's awesome. That is great. So let me speak to the, the you just were telling people what Bible you read from. And I want to just put on my Bible clarifier hat for just a minute. So one of the things that over the years I've um, been exposed to a lot of Bibles because of your retail because of experience. my retail experience and, and there is no greater joy than helping somebody pick out a Bible that is going to be read by either themselves or somebody else as a gift or something like that. The Life Application Study Bible, this may seem very um, obvious, but the reason that it was created is to help people apply it to their life. Therefore, life application. application. And so the amazing thing about it is that that's what the Bible is for. That's what God wrote the scriptures for is so that we would apply it to our lives. But then man has helped by, by giving us at the beginning of every, and a lot of study Bibles do this. They explain who wrote it, when it was written, why it was written, who it was written to. Um, but then it's so the context, the context, you read that at the beginning of the book. So you know why you're reading the book. And then the notes at the bottom help you to understand and apply it to your life. And so that's where we have both um, gravitated over and over again back to our Life Application Study Bible. There are a lot of really great choices out there <clears throat> for people. And it's just like cars. There is something for everybody because people's personalities, their reading style is different. Their level of reading is different, the way they like to read, whatever the case might be. But I would just really challenge people, if you're not engaging with the Bible that you have at home, it's okay to go and look for a different one. There, You're not rejecting the Bible. It just may not be your learning style. Well, and if you want some suggestions, just email Martha, martha at iworkforhim.com, martha at iwork, the number for him, dot com. She can give you all kinds of ideas. She's got great perspective on this stuff. And MTL Magazine, uh, our book sponsor, gives us great resources to give away to our listeners. It is not only a phenomenal magazine, but it, they give us great resources Call in, get a devotional, get started today, getting to know your Heavenly Father better. Right. And we're going to get to why in just a second, but 877-943-9673. And if you're listening to a rebroadcast of the show, you can just email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com, or contact us on our website, iworkforhim.com. It is, we will help you out. These are available to you. And I know many people listen to this broadcast and podcast later on down the road. It's rebroadcast tomorrow. It's rebroadcast later on today. We've got lots of resources. We'd like to put them in your hands. So when we were talking about my Bible instruction class, it made me think of a Bible verse. And I actually think you thought of it when you were writing up the questions for the show today. But it's 2 Timothy 3.16. I was just going to go to 2 Ah, Timothy 3.16. I seriously was. This is so cool. And it says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Living and breathing and active. Yep. And that's the beautiful thing about different translations is that, you know, you can read that verse and it, it, it expounds on it and explains it. But to me, as a seventh grader, when I first read that book or that verse, the teacher was trying to tell us that all the scripture can help you. 
to teach you and to train you, to disciple you, to help correct you, whatever that might be. It's a guiding light. But in order for it to do that, you have to read, read it. it. Of course. You know, and it's one of those things people are like, well, but I don't know what God wants me to do in this situation. I don't know what God's will is. That's right. That's the cricket signal time right there. Michael, do you get the crickets button available today? <laughs> you know, people ask that. You don't have it? Okay. All right. So the question it often asked, well, what's God's will? If you read the Bible and knew what the Bible said, you would know way more about what his will would be in the situation. No. Will, will, are there any references to electronics? Actually, yes, in the Bible. But when you, when you look at it, you'll know based on the stories that you've heard, you'll based, know based on the examples of people in Scripture on what God's will is for you. It's, it's so incredible. I mean, there's very rarely a situation where somebody will bring me a situation where I won't be able to tie it back to a story in Scripture. That's, that's the brain that God has given me, a story mind. Bring it back to somebody that's lived the example out there. Call in the studio line. Get a devotional. Get started in your devotions. This is what it will do for you. If you're right now what I would call one of those mamby-pamby, weenie-butt Christians who has done very little to really dig deep into your spiritual walk with the Lord, and you're like, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm like, really? Well, what do you know about the Lord? Mm, not much. Do you read your Bible? No, I really don't. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just telling you you're stupid. Because if you really, in a loving manner, in a loving, in a loving brotherly manner, if you really want to know the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord who we serve, he will transform your life. He will. But we know better than anybody that you can get busy, you can get off schedule. Oh, my goodness. You can be the best of intentions and still not open up the scripture. It's so, so easy to be busy and it not is, do this. It is. And so we just want to encourage you to make it a new start and to say, you know what? I want to do things differently. I want to know more. And the only way I'm going to know more is by opening up my heart and my, and my mind and reading it and under, trying to understand it. So that's what this opportunity is for MTL get, to give us these devotions that we can share with people. And hopefully lots of people will call in and we can give away more than the four that we have here because yep. we will have them. We had some friends challenge us. We've been doing, Martha and I have been doing our devotions together separately since we got married. We've been praying together every day since we started dating. When we got married, we did our devotion time at the same time at night, but we didn't do them together. We did them together separately. And about three years ago, two, just two and a half years ago, we had some friends of ours challenge us, hey, do devotions together. We're like... Actually, they just led by example. That, that's right. It, they it, led by example. And we saw that and we we're like, oh. <clears throat> wow. So yeah. our friends, Chris and Bob, they did, they gave that example and we started doing devotions together. And, and what Martha and I have been doing together, which has been very challenging, not the doing together part, but we decided, Martha got a copy of the Jesus Calling, which is a phenomenal devotional. And we're doing Jesus Calling morning and evening. And a couple of years we just did, well, last year we did morning and evening. We did it in the morning. We did it in the evening. Now we're just doing the morning time because we're still doing our evening devotions. We're still doing our own separate devotions. But it's just powerful seeing the scripture. And it's fun doing it together. It is. And to have something that we are... Um in unison being challenged on so something that we're both reading and going oh that was painful or that was encouraging that You're was like, a good reminder yeah, i really didn't want to hear that today <laughs> excuse me yeah. but you know those are all things that um doing it together just takes it to that other level to say wow did you just hear that the scripture told us that you know i want to go back to just a real quick point of what you said about okay. um 
if you know the scriptures, then it helps you in making decisions. And we were talking just recently at our Bible study about the law and if the the law, meaning the Ten Commandments, basically, that God gave us those. And if we know those, then if you're struggling, say, in a business deal where there's a compromise that is lack of integrity or it's lying or it's cheating or, you know, something like that. If you know the foundations of what God gave us as the law, then those are easy decisions. Well, and Jesus summarized the entire law and the prophets in two sentences. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And you filter all of your decisions through that, makes it pretty easy. Because if you're not treating your neighbor as you would want to be treated, then you're more than likely making a poor decision. I'm sorry, did I not go where you wanted me to go? No, well, not not completely, because in a, in a business decision, it might be an integrity thing. It may not be a love thing. It may be an integrity thing. So just, but we're dr- to love but our- just drilling it down right. and being able to say, you know what, there, there's help for that. <laughs> We heard a comedian this weekend we were listening to, and he was talking about how you pay attention to what other people highlight in their Bibles, and he was sitting next to another single lady, and in her Bible she'd highlighted, thou shalt not kill. And he was like, why does that verse speak so highly to her? (laughs) (laughs) Must have a (laughs) three-year-old or a teenager. Uh, Okay, but, you know, there's some amazing things about the Scriptures. There's so much stuff we we can't even get through this today. We would recommend, if you want to read through the Bible, you really want to get a good picture of Mm. the Scriptures— Get a copy of the one-year chronological yes, Bible. Best, that was amazing. Best to format go through ever. That. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, earth-shattering news here. If you want to grow in your faith, if you want to really thrive in your faith, you need to read your Bible. Not because it's something you got to do in order to be a Christian, but because it's got all the answers, people! All of the answers are there. They're all there. They're all, they've been written for thousands of years. In fact, they were written by over 40 authors over a period of 1,500 years in three different countries. They're there. So encourage people to just try it for themselves. Try it for themselves. That's why the one-year Bible is so easy, one-year chronological Bible, because it gives you bite-sized pieces, take you less than 15 minutes a day, sacrifice 15 minutes of Facebook time, and read your Bible, your life will never be the same. You will see how powerful the scriptures really are. You can read it while you're eating your bowl of cereal instead of uh, comics. Would that be Cocoa Krispies or Cocoa Pebbles or Lucky Charms, whatever it may be? Okay. But, Shredded wheat. Yeah, there is. Now, our favorite Bible app for the phone. Now, we're iPhone users, but I know the version app, Bible app, is available both iPhone and Android. That Bible... If you choose that, it will actually read the Bible to you, and you can make notes and highlights and things like that. It's very powerful. Well, it's easy to access and easy to look up things and just you know let, um, get into the Word that way. Yes, very. But there's quick, another quick app that we've recently but you learned version about. Is Y-O-U. Yes, U version. Yes. Very powerful. Get a copy of that. Yes. Hey, in fact, we still got more devotions to give away today. 877-943-9673. If you're looking for something to help you in that quiet time, we've got it for you right here. 877-943-9673. Want to thank Tammy for calling in from Port Charlotte, Florida. Woo-hoo! That's awesome. Thanks Tammy for listening. Thanks for sharing your thoughts with Michael. Appreciate the the encouragement. Get a get a devotional. 877-943-9673 or email us jim and i work for him.com. And uh, if you're listening to a rebroadcast or a podcast of the show. So our guest on the show yesterday, Aaron Pina, was sharing. He is from Seasons of Life Ministries. And 
I found through their ministry an app that you can download on your phone, and it is called Stay in the Word. You answer some questions that say, what is your goal? Um, do you, are you struggling with praying? Are you struggling with reading the Bible? What do you, what do you, what do you want to do? And it customizes what it sends you based on what you tell it. And so it is so amazing. So I get these little, almost like a text message a couple times a day. Sometimes it'll just say, Hey, don't forget to pray. Cause for me, that was one of the things I wanted to be more intentional with my prayer. Um, sometimes it'll say pray without ceasing. Sometimes, um, yesterday I got one that said, Wicked judges, a judge who says to the wicked, you are innocent, will be cursed, but many people, by many people, and denounced. And then if I tap on it, it goes into it a little bit more, gives me some scripture, and that's it. I shared one with you the other day. It's got this great ability to share these with other people. But what they do is they just drip on you, and you tell it how much. If you only want it once a day, that's fine. If you want it three times a day. But it helps you to get realigned and refocus because we get so distracted. Well, and use this as an encouragement. Ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening to us today, reading your Bible will transform your life. I We recommend a devotional alongside your Bible so you can get some perspective. That's why I like the Life Application Bible because it gives you that perspective. It, it explains almost every verse in the Bible with somebody's educational perspective on that scripture and it's just powerful we love the jesus calling that's a great one we've got a couple of other devotionals to give away today 877-943-9673 but we just want to encourage you if you want to grow in your faith stop making excuses now start reading your bible tonight when you get home just set aside 15 minutes it is amazing and start in the book of matthew and read the new testament first or get one of those order online a one year devotion or one year bible martha help me out with the name a one year bible chron- one chronological year chronological bible. one year chronological edition yes. and, and it's it's amazing cuz it it really puts it all it, it intertwines everything in one piece it's amazing yes so there's and there's a lot of good options. I was just making a note about the app so we could make sure we told people where to find it. That's, so that, that app again was Seasons word. of Life Ministries. Stay yes. in the word. Stay so, in the word is what you look but, in the but app. But if store. they go, but if they go, oh, stay in the word. That's mm-hmm. the that's the app. Stay in the word app. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, it is fabulous. And I've challenged people to go there and use it, and they're loving it. And so it's not just me, you know. And then there's it actually will give you analytics and tell you how you're doing. And engaging with it. So it's good feedback. We can't encourage people more. Get in your Bible. It will impact everything you do. If you want to make an impact in your workplace, you need to be reading your Bible. Martha, great conversation. It went too fast, didn't it? Way too fast, baby. Unbelievable. What's the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio? I've heard that before. Get a copy of a Bible. If you need a study Bible, email us, jim at iworkforhim.com. we got one we can give away today. You've been listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him.